What is your favorite font? Ooh, I don't have a favorite font. Do you have a least favorite font? I have a lot of least favorite fonts. I really am not into Comic Sans. I'm really not a papyrus girl. Oh, papyrus. God, I hate papyrus. (laughs) So do I. But so many people think it looks so cool. This is Heather Spooner. I am 34 years old. I live in Traverse City, Michigan, and I am a hand lettering artist. I draw letters for a living. But lettering, Heather tells me, is about so much more than fonts. All of my lettering is done by hand. And while some of it may look similar to a font you've seen built on a computer, my letters aren't always going to look the same. And when people ask, I always just hold up my right hand and say, it's this font. My right hand made that. (laughs) Before Heather found lettering and launched her own business, she was on a completely different path. I was going through life with my head down and my blinders on. I call them my good girl blinders, where like you aren't looking up and around to make decisions for yourself. You're just following this imaginary checklist of what people have set out for you to follow through your course in life. But all that changed on a trip home to Michigan. There is a flight that changed your life in a major way, and I hope you don't mind telling it for like the billionth time, I'm sure. Absolutely, I can talk about my favorite flight. I have no problem doing that. It led Heather to change almost everything in her life and to rediscover her childhood passion for art. And ultimately ended up here running my own business, which is crazy. In this podcast, we look at the growing community of creative entrepreneurs in Traverse City and the rich lives they are cultivating for themselves in Northern Michigan. I'm Tommy Andres, and this is Creative Coast. Heather Spooner always loved art. She was the kid who other kids would come up to during recess, asking her to make cards for their mom or grandma's birthday. It was a skill she picked up at home. I grew up in a little town called Brownstown. It is south of Detroit. I was raised with one working parent and one stay-at-home parent. So I got to kind of see two worlds. I saw the professional world of having a real, quote, job. And I got to see my mom, who was the queen of everything creative. She had a closet in the basement full of art supplies. And anytime there was a rainy day or a half day from school, those supplies came out and we got to kind of play with whatever mom had. Creativity was encouraged at home, but art was not something Heather ever thought of as a career option. I didn't know that I could pursue lettering as a vocation. I did know that you could be an artist, and I knew that society looked down on artists, that phrase, starving artist. I was very much encouraged to follow a traditional path of going to college and getting a a degree in something people knew, something you could find on a drop-down menu when you were to select your occupation. So logically, I went to school and became a teacher because that, in my mind, was the closest I could come to still having a little bit of my creativity play out in my real life. And there was another reason Heather chose that profession. I also knew when I was young that if you said you were going to become a teacher, a lot of people smiled and nodded, and that was an acceptable answer. That was an okay job. That was something good you could go into because it made other people comfortable. Heather went to college on a volleyball scholarship and graduated top of her class. She got a job as soon as she finished and moved to Atlanta, Georgia to work in an elementary school. I was checking all the boxes. My next box to check was to marry my college boyfriend. 
because that's what the world told me was the logical next step. But then in the summer of 2009, when Heather was 25 years old, she took a flight home to Michigan to see her family. And that's when everything changed. I was flying alone and I went to the airport and they were offering free flights if you gave up your seat and went on a later flight. And I thought, well, shoot, I'm not rushing home to anything. I can take this. Two free tickets, I'll take them. So I got in line and I got my voucher and I stood to the side and I started chatting with this girl and I found out that she was also teaching in Georgia and was going home for summer break to visit her family in Michigan. She went to Michigan State. She was a, a Michigan girl. And she and I just hit it off. We started chatting. We had a lot of mutual connections, which was kind of cool and gave me a sense of home in a place that wasn't really my home yet. She ended up getting on the flight and I thought, man, I should have got her phone number. It would have been a great connection. Eh, oh, well. But then fate stepped in. So at the very last minute, the flight attendant came out and said, there's one seat left. We can't give you a voucher if we have an empty seat. So Heather boarded the flight. When I did get on the airplane, the girl that I was chatting with stood up and she said, you're sitting right here. The last seat open on the airplane was next to this girl that I had spent the last hour and a half chatting to at the gate. So we sat down, we chatted the whole flight home, ended up exchanging phone numbers, and I thought, well, this is a really cool connection. The woman's name was Christy, and when the plane landed in Michigan, the two parted ways. But they started texting each other, and down the road, they ended up booking another flight together. For the next year, anytime one of us would fly home for Thanksgiving or Christmas or any of those breaks, she and I would fly together, and she became my airplane friend. And about a year into it, I got engaged to that college boyfriend. And because this airplane friend was such an integral part of my life, I invited her to my wedding. Wasn't that so nice of me? So I sent her a save the date. She was going to come to my bachelorette party. And then I went and we hung out for the first time. And I thought to myself, uh-oh, Ooh, what is this? And I started realizing that she was the person that I wanted to call when I had a good day. She was the person I wanted to call when I had a bad day. She was my person. And I, I didn't know what that meant because for the first time in my life, I, it, that wasn't on my checklist of things that you get to do and check off and say that you're a, a good, successful person. In fact, that is on the, on the other side of that list where it's like, you're a questionable person. <laughs> Neither Heather nor Christy had been with another woman before. We both don't have that story of having this inkling or this feeling from a young age that we were different. When I met her, I thought, this is my person. She's just in a different package than I expected her to be in. And I had to really analyze why I felt so weird about her being in what I knew to be a female body because if I could write a list of my perfect person it is Christy she is funny she makes me better and if the only thing about her was that she looked like me then that was something I needed to get over and I battled a lot with that trying to figure out what it meant if I liked this person so ultimately uh, I ended up calling off the wedding with the college boyfriend. And 
Christy and I decided that we were gonna try and figure out whatever this meant because I couldn't imagine a world in which she didn't exist in my life. And although it was hard, they did figure it out. Heather and Christy got married in 2017 and had a little fun with the catering at the affair. <laughs> we had airplane snacks at our wedding because we thought that made sense. We, we got the little Biscoff cookie, airplane cookies on our flight together, and we thought other people should have the Biscoff sandwich cookies as a reminder of the wedding they're at. Meeting Christy opened Heather's eyes to a whole new world, and not just romantically. It made me analyze and address a lot of issues that I had subscribed to as a child growing up in my house. You know, I listened a lot to the stories I was told from my parents, from my elders, from my church, from my community, and I let them write a lot of, uh, of my thoughts. And I think meeting Christy for the first time made me realize that I have the power to write my own thoughts. I have the power to, to restructure and reframe how I see and talk about things. So it has made me open my eyes and to be more aware of the world that we're living in and not continue to go through it, doing things for other people and doing them for myself instead. The couple moved in together and continued teaching in Georgia, but something had awakened inside of them and they began to crave a different kind of life. We would talk at length about how people save their right to have fun until they're older, until they're retired, until they have stockpiled some money or owned a house or, you know, whatever the thing is, to start living. And we thought, and I know this is going to, this is at risk of us sounding very millennial, but alas, we decided why wait? And we were just naive enough to say, oh, well, we're going to just try this. After the 2013 school year ended, Heather and Christy put some things in storage, sold everything else, and... We moved to New Zealand. They found a program called WorkAway, where travelers exchanged skills for room and board. Heather and Christy connected with a family that had three boys, and they agreed to homeschool them. In return, the couple lived in a camper van the family owned and were fed every day. We were transitioning from being the teacher to being a student again. And we were able to sit in this environment with people that were new to us and learn things. And it felt like a breath of fresh air to both of us. Ultimately, that in the course of that year, we both decided that we knew in our hearts we didn't want to go back into the four walls of a classroom. So when we returned stateside, it really forced us to focus on what we did value. And we kind of had a renewed sense of what what life is supposed to be like and what, what fulfills us and what makes us the happiest. After a year in New Zealand, Heather and Christy moved back to the States determined to build the life they wanted. We really valued living in a place that had access to outdoor beauty and we really, really love being able to go on hikes and be by the water and get in our kayaks and, and do all of that kind of fun outdoor stuff. Michigan seemed to fit the bill, but Heather did worry about one important thing. Before I moved to northern Michigan, I had put out so many feelers to friends who had moved to, the, to northern Michigan to say, hey, is it safe for us to live there? I had the perception that a 
seemingly rural community was going to be set back in time when it came to LGBT issues. And I couldn't have been more wrong. So they made the leap. Christy found a job right away with Costco, but Heather wasn't having any luck with her applications. Rejection upon rejection. But in the meantime, I knew that art was still a part of my story. And so I started making art again. And there was this thing I had heard about called Instagram. And I thought, well, I'm going to take a couple pictures of these cards I made. I'm going to put them on Instagram. And I'm going to show people them. Heather called her Instagram account Spoonfeather Designs, a play in her last name. They were Halloween cards. And there were three of them that I posted photos of. Two of them were bought by friends and one was bought by a stranger. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to try this again tomorrow. <laughs> so I did it again the next day. Same thing. Two people I knew, one person I didn't. And, and over the next couple weeks, I had realized that my head was looking away from these online applications that I had so feverishly been uh, sending in. And I was trying to make what I was enjoying into something that also earned me money. And I thought, I probably could do this. I have enough drive. I have enough resources at my fingertips with the internet. I could figure this out. She started to build a following, but she still thought of it as just a hobby or at most a side hustle. I was clueless. I had no idea I was actually building a business. Her handmade cards started to take off, but something about her business just didn't seem right. I built that business with the idea of what I thought other people wanted to see in a, in a female-owned hand-lettering business, which in my mind at the time was floral and pink and lacy and frilly and vintage. One day, Heather was at a retreat with a bunch of other business owners, and she met a woman who looked at her quizzically and asked, Your Spoonfeather Designs? You're nothing like I thought you were going to be. And I, like, took my earrings out and threw them on the table and leaned in and said, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and she said, no, you're, you've got edge and you're cool, and I like that. I thought you were going to be pink and frilly, and you're not. I was fuming, but she was right. Heather decided she needed a rebrand and Spoonfeather Designs became Ampersand Lettering Lab. So what's an ampersand? The ampersand is a ligature of an E and a T. It was traditionally the 27th letter of the English alphabet and it signified the word and. At the beginning of my relationship with Christy, we were still very much in a time of pre-marriage equality in the States. We didn't have anything protecting us in our contracts at work from, for losing our jobs if someone were to find out about us. And throughout the day, we would still like to communicate with each other. And we thought, well, if anyone ever read our messages, we, we could risk losing our jobs. So early on, we decided that the ampersand looked like somebody with their arms crossed giving a hug. And we decided that that was going to be our secret, I love you. But Heather wasn't hiding behind the ampersand anymore. She was using it publicly and proudly. You know, you'd think I would have learned my lesson living this life for 20 some odd years, being what everyone wanted me to be when I met Christy and broke out of that box and then went right back in it when I built a, my first business. Uh, I guess is just proof that it doesn't go far and you still have to make an effort to, to get out of those boxes that you end up in in life. 
Heather became a serious business owner, and her experiences in life and in entrepreneurship taught her a valuable lesson. I think oftentimes we forget when something comes easy to us that it doesn't always come easy to everyone else. And we don't necessarily value what we're doing as something that other people will value. And I think once I started realizing that what I can do is something that not everyone can do and people are willing to pay me for that ability that I have, that was my like turning point when I was able to look at what I do and I was able to kind of come up with a structure to monetize it and grow my business to be something that sustained me financially. And I could rid myself of that myth that every artist had to be a starving artist. Heather has expanded Ampersand Lettering Lab from the handmade cards that started it all to signs for weddings and large-scale murals for businesses. She also teaches hand lettering at in-person workshops, which in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic have shifted online. She also started something she calls the Letter League, which is perfect for COVID-19. It's a pen pal program where people who are missing connection in this newly isolated world can exchange handwritten letters with other people that they've never met. I created a questionnaire. What makes you excited when you wake up in the morning? If you had to give a TED Talk 10 minutes from now, what would it be on? I asked people to identify with either a sans serif, a serif, or a script font. With all of that information, Heather then gets to matchmake, pairing people who she thinks will hit it off. It's been a huge success. I ended up having to launch three rounds of the Letter League within a week because I had done one round that sold out in three hours. I had all the spots filled, which told me immediately that there people are seeking that connection. And there's something that sits really well with forcing them to have a little bit of anticipation instead of instant gratification that we have in all of this digital communication that we're in right now. So there was some element about waiting for a letter and getting something in the mail that was bringing people joy. Heather knows a thing or two about unexpected relationships, and she's excited to see what connections will emerge from the Letter League. She's hoping to throw a big party for all the pen pals to celebrate as soon as it's possible, and she certainly has a lot to celebrate herself. Life has been interesting since she boarded that plane back in 2009 and got the upgrade of a lifetime, and she's still moving in the right direction. I look at where I came from and say, wow, I've worked really hard to get right here, right now, and I am really proud of what I've built. And I'll keep trying to move forward tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and the week after that and the month after that. I think knowing that I'm true to who I am, I'm still offering things that feel good and right, especially in this time of COVID-19, being able to say that I was able to successfully kind of pivot my offerings to still keep moving ahead makes me feel an intense sense of pride. If you would like to learn more about Ampersand Lettering Lab, visit ampersandletteringlab.com. Creative Coast is a podcast series brought to you by Traverse Connect, the Grand Traverse Region's economic development organization, and is produced by Maria Byrne and myself for our company Heirloom Media, that's spelled A-I-R. And our composer is the wonderfully talented Josh Hoisington from Traverse City. This podcast series is made possible thanks to generous support and funding from the Michigan Film and Digital Media Office at Michigan's Economic Development Corporation. You can visit Traverse Connect's website at traverseconnect.com.